0: But first, a House committee has been meeting for almost a year, conducting more than a thousand interviews to find out what happened on January 6th, 2021. How and who planned it? Tonight at 7, the rest of us start to find out what they've learned as NPR and all the major TV networks, except for Fox, broadcast the hearing. Now, how historic of a moment is this? What can we expect to learn and where do we go from here? To help us make sense of it all, we are joined by Northwestern University political scientist Alvin Tillery. He's the director of Northwestern's Center for the Study of Diversity and Democracy. Welcome back, Professor Tillery.
1: Thank you, Sasha.
0: Also with us is DePaul University historian Tom Mikaitis, whose research focus includes insurgencies and terrorism. Welcome to Reset, Professor.
2: Thank you, Sasha.
0: First off, I want to hear how important you both think that these hearings are. You first, Professor Tillery.
1: Well, I mean, I think they're very important because they're going to give us something that we haven't had fully from the media accounts, which is a window into what was happening in the Trump White House uh, during the insurrection. Uh, They will also likely give us a sense of the role played by leading figures in the uh, GOP in Congress on both January 5th um, and in the hours uh, after the insurrection. Yeah. Uh, and that's really important.
0: Professor Mikaitis? And they will help to counter
2: the narrative of the far right and sadly even the mainstream Republican Party that nothing of great significance happened on January 6th, that it was a demonstration or peaceful demonstration or worse, that it was a false flag Antifa operation. This is about, you know, also establishing firmly in the historical record that this was an effort to overthrow the legitimate will of the American people and to promote the big lie.
0: Sticking with you for a moment, Professor Mikaitis, you know, some folks are comparing these hearings to Watergate. Do you expect the nation to be as riveted by this as they were by Watergate back in the 70s?
2: Unfortunately, no. Because, as uh, you know, as, as people have observed, the, the the media landscape is vastly different. We have infinitely more choice. We're not glued to three networks, and if you don't watch them, you really don't have much out. You don't have anything else um, today. There's just a huge range of choices. Fox News is not even going to cover it. They're going to they're going to cover it as they see necessary, which means they're going to spin it to fit the narratives they're already promoting. So I think a lot of people, unfortunately, will turn tune into Netflix or Prime Video or Hulu or whatever they happen to stream, and you know they, they'll probably pay some attention, but they won't be glued to their sets the, mm-hmm. the way they were uh, during the Watergate hearings.
0: Professor Tillery, you are a, uh, a scholar of race relations, and we know many Americans were disturbed by the uh, January 6th attack. There's some strong arguments though that this was even more frightening for Black Americans. So, how much do you think the racism that was displayed that day is going to be addressed? So, I'm thinking of that Confederate flag, for instance, that was carried into the building. Who could forget that?
1: Well, yes. I mean, that's the first time that flag has ever reached the Capitol uh, in terms of being the Capitol being breached. And and we also know that uh, Officer Goodman and the other Black officers. Protecting members of Congress that day were the victims of, uh, you know, racial epithets uh, during the insurrection. So I, I do think that we will hear from the officers uh, about that dimension of what they experienced. And we'll also hear from other officers about the lingering effects of the violence uh, uh, that they faced on that day.
2: I could add to that, you know, in addition to the Confederate flag, you had on full display on January 6th the iconography of white supremacy. the Don't tread on me flag, uh, the Camp Auschwitz shirt, the six million is not enough, some neo-Nazi symbols. The news, I mean, absolutely everything that incorporates the racism, the anti Semitism, Mm -hmm. and the anti government narrative of this group was just really there, just in the visuals, and as well as uh, my colleague said, along with uh, the verbal epithets and everything else.
0: Professor Makaitis, one of the things that you study is is military history. About Mm -hmm. one in every five defendants in this insurrection served in the military, and four of the five Proud Boys indicted for sedition this week they were veterans so are you hoping that the committees examined the involvement of veterans here
2: i think they they have to and i know the pentagon's been doing it a great deal the oath keepers for example Stuart rhodes has been indicted on charges seditious conspiracy actively recruit law enforcement active duty and retired military and emergency responders. And, you know, there's a history of this. I mean, you know, people displaying Klan symbols all the way back to the 1970s and 80s and and being in the military, tattoos and whatever. But it's intensified um, because these groups really, I mean, the Oath Keepers offers an alternative oath, to people who are in the military swe- swearing an allegiance to defend the constitution. So that to me is crucial and I think it has to go well beyond January 6th and take a deep dive into just how pervasive this phenomenon is among the people who are supposed to keep us safe.
0: This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons and we are talking about what to expect from tonight's televised January 6th hearings. With me are DePaul University historian Tom Mikaitis and Northwestern University political science scientist Alvin Tillery. I have another question for both of you. What needs to happen in these hearings in order for them to be successful? You first, Professor Tillery.
1: Well, I think, as I said earlier, we need to get a full account of what uh, the former president was doing, what his inner circle was doing, uh, and I believe that we will have that account. I think the receipts, as the young people say, are going to be really important—the the text message chains, uh, the emails, uh, the cell phone records. I mean, I think these are the things that will really put a little bit more meat on the bone uh, beyond the media account.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: but, but honestly, I mean, I, I think uh, that if we don't ramp up holding the people at the very top of this pyramid accountable uh, through Department of Justice investigations and prosecutions, uh, you know, if success is preserving our democracy and insulating it from the forces that Professor Mikaitis is talking about, uh, I don't see how we get there unless we really start holding people at the top accountable. And so my hope is that the, the, the uh, hearings will lead to a pathway uh, to that outcome.
0: Professor Mikaitis, how are how are you measuring success here?
2: Well, I think um, Adam Schiff tipped his hand in an interview yesterday saying that there there will be some new revelations, but it's the overall dramatic effect of people seeing this. And I think the real audience to be swayed are the independents. I mean, the people on the right and the majority of people you know, in the, on the Democratic side of the aisle have formed their conclusion. It's really clear, to, me, and those of us who are experts who study this, that, that this clearly was an insurrection. But there is, there is a soft middle that I'm hoping they'll be able to reach. The other purpose is to bring this back into focus, because it's been eclipsed by the abortion debate. It's been eclipsed by the war in Ukraine. Uh, it's been eclipsed by the horrible shooting in Uvalde and Buffalo and so on. Although mm-hmm. I would argue if, if there's a these are all related even though the connections are not always drawn. but this brings it back into sharp focus and if it has an impact on people's awareness um, and hopefully on their voting patterns and hopefully on getting the Justice Department to take some some action uh, you know uh, as my colleague said about holding these people accountable.
0: Yeah what does accountability look like though Professor Tillery?
1: I mean, accountability looks like prosecution, right? I mean, we hear all the time that uh, we're a nation of laws. And I think if we learn from these hearings that there are people uh, from the former president uh, all the way down uh, to middle levels of government who are involved in planning an active coup against the United States government, then they have to be held accountable. Uh, And so that means prosecution.
0: you think we'll learn anything more about How former President Trump and his aides and children were involved in the insurrection, Professor Tillery?
1: I think we undoubtedly will. I mean, we have something close to 20 hours of testimony uh, from Mr. Kushner and from the former president's daughter, Ivanka Trump. And so I think that will be very revelatory.
0: Professor Mikaitis, do you think that the January 6th committee is going to be successful in implicating Trump and his aides in connection with this attack?
2: Implicating, yes I, I don 't think, as Professor Tillery said that there's there's much doubt that that's going to happen, but I think that um you know the most important thing is what they are putting into the historical record that that 's the real key here that that we go down on record in history as making a clear statement as to what happened i 'm not as optimistic that it will lead to prosecutions because um, President Trump was very good at plausible deniability of going up to the edge of, you know, incitement, uh, excuse me, of encouragement without actively inciting what occurred. On the other hand, we've already learned that there was a plan. He really wanted to go with the crowd to the Capitol. How that would have played out, so Secret Service simply refused to go along because they couldn't protect him. Um, But, you know, it may be that they can really make a much stronger connection that he actually planned this as an effort to prevent the uh, the certification. I am still very very suspicious of the speed, the lack of deploying the guard. When the guard commander said his men were ready to go, men mm-hmm. and women ready to go yeah. in a in matter, of, in to deploy in twenty or thirty minutes, but they were held back for hours. I, I think there's more to that, and I hope they dig into that.
0: Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, do either of you think? We're going to get more information about which members of Congress, if any, were more directly involved?
1: I do. I, I think that we're going to get some pretty good information about what members of Congress uh, who are allied with the former president were doing on January 5th uh, because we have surveillance cameras. We also have uh, sort of the testimony from people who worked in the building. And so I think that that's going to be uh, something that uh, we're going to get a, a much clearer idea about.
0: Any thoughts on that, Professor Mekindis? Yeah,
2: I, I think that's that's going to be the new information. And to the best of my knowledge, none have actually cooperated with the panel. They don't, you know, they, it's very hard to subpoena them, but I think you're going to see. Um, there was some suspicion that Louis Gomer, for example, may have led people, you know, on something of a tour of the Capitol in the days before. I mean, that's an allegation. I want to be clear. It's not proven. But I think that sort of thing might actually uh, come out in the... Um, you know, in the revel- in the revelations that they promise, and that would be that would be significant. Sadly, I don't know if it'll affect their chances for reelection, but mm-hmm. the rest of us need to know it.
0: And uh, as as we, we mentioned earlier, Fox is the only TV network that's not airing these hearings. Okay. Professor Tillier, aren't their viewers the exact people who might not believe that this was an insurrection?
1: well they are and i and i think that you know professor makaitis nailed it on the head we don't have an, an ecosystem with the media where you can really focus the entire nation in the way that we could during the watergate hearings i mean the reality however is that the fox audience is what two three million people a night uh and so those people are not going to be swayed no matter what you do because they're being fed a steady diet of disinformation in their communities on their social media networks uh and so um you know i think we have about as much difficulty with the people that professor makaitis described will be tuning out for other forms of entertainment mm-hmm. as we will with fox news those people going to netflix and hulu you know that's where there's a lost opportunity much more so than with the fox news viewer
0: yeah so so to that end you know we've, we've established Probably not going to be a lot of people glued to their television sets tonight um, to see what what happens here. But, Professor Mercatus, do you feel confident that anyone's opinion will be changed because of these hearings?
2: I'm I'm always an optimist, despite, uh, you know... um, (laughs) You know, what I, what, I, what I am forced to conclude in many cases, but I agree with Professor Tillery, it, it may be a lost opportunity to either, those who don't watch it all, but there's going to they're not going to be able to completely escape it. They're going to be recaps. I know you will do it on WBEZ, um, so will every evening news program and so on. So I think that the key elements will make it. Into public discourse, even for those who don't sit down and watch the entire hearing start to finish, um, and so I'm a little more optimistic that it could change the minds of the independents, so those the people that don't think it—you have forgotten about it or don't think it's as big a deal as as the Democrats are are claiming. Um, so I'm hopeful, cautiously optimistic would be my best way of describing it.
0: Yeah, and Professor Tillery, what, what kind of impact might this have on the uh, that continued? 2020 election denialism that's still out there?
1: Well, I mean, I I think, you know, after the insurrection, we saw Republicans across the country deregister from the party and become Uh independents in the swing states. And I think that that could continue uh, to happen. I mean, my own polling research uh, demonstrated that the reason those two Senate seats flipped in Georgia, a big part of that was uh, affluent, college-educated whites in the s- ring suburbs of Atlanta—they uh, voted more democratically than you know they normally do. And so, with those kinds of constituents, the, the folks that Professor Makaidis is describing as independents, you know, if you know if we can influence them, if they can be influenced through these hearings, uh, then that might have an electoral impact. Because again, you don't have to win everyone, nor do you have to win the Fox News viewers. To win elections that's what president biden showed in 2020 uh and so it's a shame the democrats have forgotten that uh because their entire strategy since 2020 has been about running away from what they did to put that coalition together but but you know we really don't need to persuade uh the hardcore conservatives that this stuff is real you just need to persuade the people that may vote for you if you're a democratic voter
0: a brief last word from each of you once these hearings are over where do we go as a nation professor tillery you first
1: well you know i you know again i think none of this is going to matter if we leave in place the same people who were plotting the coup uh to steal subsequent elections and so we're not going to go anywhere unless we act quickly
0: professor makaitis Yeah, I I really hope the
2: message gets out that we're talking about the survival of American democracy. And when you look at uh, January 6th, you look at the voter suppression effort, you look at the effort to be able to allow legislatures to decertify elections. You know, I'm very concerned. So I want people to realize that, you know, this is the stakes here are much higher than determining responsibility for January 6th.
0: That is DePaul University historian Tom Mikaitis and Northwestern University political scientist Alvin Tillery. Thank you both for joining us.